a listener production. Hi, the person you have called is not available. Please leave a short 10-second message after the tone for... The Howie Games Hotline. Hello and welcome to Howie Hotline 7. It's an unusual version. We'll get to why that is in a moment. But we need you to continue to input in the Howie Hotline. So send your questions in. The number is in the show notes. Record a message on the voice messages or record one on your phone. Message it through, WhatsApp it through and get involved in the Howie Hotline. Das is here. We are both in varying forms of lockdown and we are feeling for everyone around Australia who's in a similar position around the world. In fact, how are you, Big Daddy? Good, mate. How are you? Well, mate, I've had an interesting eight days. Uh, like a lot of people around the country, uh, my young bloke, the big penguin, was in a tier one exposure site. He had a positive case at his school and the same positive case at footy training. Madness. So we initially thought, hey, you don't know what's going to happen, mate. We initially nah. thought that he would have to lock down and uh, the option was he could stay in the cubby house out the back, mate. So <laughs> we didn't have anything to do with him. <laughs> well, which, you just uh, take, a, you take a hot meal out to him three times a day. That's right. And yeah. uh, the pickle, his sister was very keen on that idea when she found out <laughs> If he was allowed to be involved with the rest of the house, we'd have to do 14 days home quarantine. So mm. we are seven days into that. Um, and we might, we have a bit of a, a laugh and a joke on this show, but it's been it's been pretty difficult, to be honest. And I know a lot of people are going through the same thing, especially in the area where I am. Pretty much half the town has had to go into 14 days home quarantine. It's amazing, Das, the difference between home quarantine and normal lockdown. Just the fact you cannot exit past your yeah. gate and you can't get totally. anything to, you know, you have to rely on friends to deliver your food and we're a pretty fit family. You can't exercise outside. So, you know, you're making up all these crazy circuits in the garage. It probably, <laughs> it, it probably a lot of uh, indoor cricket in the garage as well. It probably hit a low point for the family five days in when the big penguin got out of bed. I said, right, what are we going to do today, mate? And this was at 7.30 in the morning. And he said to me, Dad, well, Mum said we're having eggs for dinner tonight, so that's exciting. And I'm thinking, eggs? <laughs> Nine and a half hours away, if that's the excitement levels. So, it's yeah, it's been it's been a challenge and I really feel for everyone that's going through the same thing. We, um, we had a stroke of fortune this morning, about an hour ago, that we got contacted by the DHSS, uh, the Victorian people in charge here, to say the site at the school has been downgraded. If you're not in that specific class, you're allowed to leave home. So we're now, as of now, we're out of home quarantine, mate. So that means we go from a, a really, really small cage to a slightly bigger cage, but, you know, we can mm. go out for a, for a run or, or go to the shops, et cetera. Uh, it, it's been an interesting process, mate. We um, It really has. Yeah, yeah. And, and we'll get to your situation in a moment because, you know, I'm doing this from home, you're doing this from home because you're you know, in a similar position here in Victoria. We... Um, to all, all the people, all the contact tracers and the people that are knocking on your door, they've been getting a bit of stick and it's hard not to feel angry at people yeah. that are playing those roles. And when we got the call from the contact tracer and they're just doing their best, it's hard to be polite and be be calm because you want to, let's be honest, mate, you want to lash out at someone. Absolutely. You um, do. And we were respectful and did the right thing. And then two days ago, for my low point, mate, came two days ago when a, a gentleman from the health services knocked on the door and he had an he had a, he had an army man with him as the big penguin called him. He said, Dad, that bloke's an army man. Where's his gun? I said, oh, I don't think he needs a gun, mate. 
but but he knocked on the door and he said, oh, I need to check that, that Mac's in quarantine. I said, yep. So Mac had to wave from down the corridor so he could see him but not get close contact. And and then he said to me, righto, we need to see Richard. And I'm like, okay, who's Richard? <laughs> Richard. He said, well, Richard. Richard's, Richard's quarantining here at your house as well. I said, mate, there's no Richard lives here, Guru. And he said, well, we're listed as Richard uh, serving quarantine here. So if Richard's not here, it'll have to be followed up with the relevant uh, authorities and there's fines and all sorts of stuff. I'm like, mate, Richard doesn't live here. So I'm five days into home quarantine at this stage. I'm being my patient best. You're at the end of your tether. And I've said, there's no Richard. And he said, well, you need to show evidence that Richard's here. I'm like, mate, there's no Richard. And at that point he says, how long have you lived here? I said, well, 13 years, and in that 13 years, mate, there's been no Richard in the house. And at that point, his system uh, broke down and he was very apologetic. Again, this is what I'm talking about. It's not his fault. So he said, well, someone else will come to visit you. And I said, well, do you need to prove that myself and my daughter and my wife are here in quarantine? And he's like, no, no, that's not my department. At which point I've thrown the, so does that mean we're out of quarantine? He's like, no, that does not mean you're out of quarantine. So There you go, step back inside. Yeah, mate, there's so much confusion, but. These people are being thrown into these roles, whether it's the people knocking on your door or the contact tracers that are doing the best they can. But it yep. is, it, it's a difficult process and I found it a lot more difficult than the normal lockdown. But, mate, you, you've been in a similar situation, so you're you're in lockdown as well. So you've tried to set up your studio at home and oh, technically mate. from what you've been pulling together for the last hour and a half, it looks like a reasonably demanding <laughs> process, brother. So, well, a little bit about my situation. I'm in um, South Melbourne, so... Uh, just down the road from where we usually record this yeah. show, which is at our uh, South Melbourne studios. And unlike you, I don't even, mate, I don't even have a backyard, let alone a garage to to play a bit of backyard cricket in. So it's been um, trying circumstances definitely for the last couple of days. Um, I ended up being at a tier one site, uh, much like you. Um, didn't think I had much contact with the with the person who was um, yeah. who had tested positive, but uh, regardless, I sort of put myself and um, and my girlfriend Jane. We both went into lockdown. No one's called us or anything, but we thought we'd just do the right thing and um, and keep to ourselves for the next couple of weeks. So yeah. one person who is enjoying it is our is our golden retriever Ollie, who's <laughs> um, you know he's pretty stoked that there's that there's people home. But yeah, it's. I don't know, we were talking the other day and it is hard not to be angry at the situation, but everyone's going through it. There are people always in such worse circumstances than than we are, so I just yeah. try and look at it like that. Yeah, it's a it's a tricky one. Our, our bird, Bobby, he seems to quite enjoy it because uh, the pickle's home all the time and for what I see, Bobby's in <laughs> Bobby. home isolation the whole time because he's not allowed to leave his cage anyway at the best of times because he'll fly away. But <laughs> it, 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 it is, it, it's been... I've found it a mental challenge to see the kids Definitely. not be able to go outside and, and have a run around or go fishing or, or or even just ride their bike. I think that's the biggest difference in the home situation. But as you say, so many we, we have a beautiful house and a beautiful tight-knit family and I, I really feel for people that are in apartments or, you know, I, I obviously haven't called the footy. I haven't been to work for a week um, financially we're okay, but I feel for people that now that have the financial stress and the, the businesses that oh, are going under. Completely. So, but, mate, I, I was meant to get my second vaccine yesterday and I rang the hotline and stayed on for two and a half hours and eventually got the answer, well, you can't get your vaccine because you're in quarantine. And that, that was another low point for me because you think... Do you say two hours? 
Yeah, yeah, no, she was a long session guru, but My um, the fact that you can't get vaccinated when you're in quarantine. It's tough. Further hurt, but but oh, hopefully we're getting there, mate, and I, I just think we, we decided to have this conversation before we get into the questions just to basically say, well, for me to say thanks to the community of Barwon Heads who have been phenomenal in this part of the world. They've been dropping stuff around to all the people. The local footy club organised last Saturday to cook up 400 hamburgers and drop them at the door of every family in quarantine for all the kids that are normally playing footy or netty on a Sunday. So it's given me a great deal of faith that people care for each other. But just totally, I think from – I know a lot of people will be listening to this. A lot of people will be in lockdown. I think it's 11 million people in the country as of this morning. That's half the country – um, we're thinking oh, and, of you. And I, I don't know if you saw this morning as well, Victoria, uh, on the day that we're recording this, Victoria is celebrating, uh, if you can call it that, six months officially in lockdown since yeah. the start of the pandemic. So we spent, uh, you know, whatever wow. that is, 180-something days. Yeah, it's... Well, hopefully, yeah, we're, we're not a political show and we're not saying, you know, vaccine this or that or what the government's doing. Yeah, that's not our expertise, but, but we do... I think probably feel for everyone that's going through it and hopefully um, whether this gives you a little lift or what you're watching or what you're seeing or getting a phone call or getting a message from your mate gives you a lift, hopefully that all helps. Hey, hey, what has given me a lift? We need to thank Daniel Kowalski. Yes. Player profile, he put us on to line of duty. So if you're in in lockdown, Dars, and you got Netflix, one of the best five shows I think I've ever seen on the flicks, this one. It is Unbelievable. Uh, I made my way through all – I'm up to date now, so I've, I've watched six seasons of oh, it. Oh, you're through? Uh, yeah, I've finished wow. it. Um, and Jane is up to season five, I think, at the moment. Um, and, yeah, if you're a fan of British police, uh, you know, crime dramas, hmm, this nine. is as good as it gets. Yep, spot on. All right, mate, we um – Again, peace and love and, and happiness to everyone out there. Hopefully, if you're in lockdown, you're out soon. If you're in home quarantine, hopefully you get your result you're after. Stay safe and we'll we'll, uh, we'll whip through. Normally we try to keep this to half an hour, but, mate, you can't leave to, uh, your house. I can <laughs> no. leave my house now for a short period of time, which I'll be doing after this, maybe checking the surf because we are allowed to surf and the big penguin tells me he's allowed to go fishing for two hours. But uh, no time restriction here. We'll just roll through all the questions we've received recently till we get them done, brother. Yeah, awesome. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for sending them in. The hotline um, number is in the show notes Yep. if you want to get in touch. And as always, WhatsApp is preferred. Yeah. Right, let's go. All right. Got a couple of questions. The first one, uh, being a big Green Bay Packers fan and Aaron Rodgers fan, I saw him host Jeopardy a few months back and got me thinking, what would be your ideal show to host if you could choose any show in the world? And the second question is a travel one, mate. I've got a young one, it's about 18 months, and obviously you've done some spectacular travel with your family over the years. So any tips or recommendations for, for getting the young ones out and about and travelling the world, mate, that would be much appreciated. Cheers, mate. Bye. Good on you, Matty. I'm glad you're enjoying the show when you're out running. Two-part question. If I could host any show, it would be a sports show. It'd be the Olympics. I, I had the pleasure of um, hosting part of the Olympics up on the mountain in Sochi, and I went to Athens as, uh, as a producer, reporter. I didn't get out and about much there. I will 
gee, I wish the Olympics had started a week early when we went into this home quarantine, Guru. Uh, We are hanging for the Olympics to come round. Yeah. I will love watching the Olympics, but part of me will think, wow, I wish I was working at the Olympics. That that always happens on big sporting events. I sit there and think, oh, wouldn't it be good to be there? I think as a host now though, mate, probably the host is not the position you want. If, you, if you're going into sports broadcasting, because the hosts that will be on seven will be here in Melbourne or in Sydney, you need to be your on-the-ground style operator that can pull a lot of things together and do reporting and yeah. write stories. So it, it's it's – some ways it's an answer to your question, Matty, but, yeah, to, to report and get amongst the uh, the Olympics and be in the mix zones and interviewing people and chatting to people when they've had their dreams come true. And as far as the travel goes, mate, start them young, ban iPads unless you're on the plane, make them uh, look out the window and see what they're uh, getting stuck into, ban the iPod, uh, ban the iPad unless they're flying, as I say, and just work them up to it. It's like you're playing in the juniors and then the VFL and the AFL. You might you might go somewhere in Australia first and then a little simple operation, maybe New Zealand or Indo, and then when they're getting a bit more accustomed to flying and passports and travel and food and language, then bang, Africa. That's my plan for you, Matty. Africa. Yeah. Is that uh, is there a, an experience in Africa that you remember experiencing with the kids just thinking this is absolutely amazing and I'm glad they're with me? Oh, taking the kids on safari, mate. I've been lucky enough to spend a lot of time in Africa and seeing it through a nine-year-old's eyes when an elephant's beside you or a lion's chasing down an antelope or whatever it may be. Or as the big penguin said, Dad, I think that's a tiger. I said, mate, there ain't no tigers in Africa. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, <laughs> safari's hard to beat, mate. Safari's hard to beat. Mate, can I just uh, take you back to the Olympics question for a second? Yes. When you were deciding between going to calling the cricket on either Fox or Channel 7. Oh, yeah, hang on, yeah. Was there a bit of you thinking about, well, Channel 7 does host the Olympics and did that come into it at all? Yeah, 100%. It was pointed out to me that 7 had the contract for the next summer and winter games. Yep. Um, That that played a big part. Obviously, it didn't play the massive part in the end because I I ended up um, choosing the the Fox option, which I couldn't be happier with. But, yeah, absolutely, it's it's – it's the ultimate in sports broadcasting. Yep. Because everything means so much. So, and mate, it's on a cracking time zone for us in Japan. Oh. So I cannot wait. And you know, I've got mates that are working on it, mates that are producing it. Yep. Uh, I've got mates that are hosting it and reporting on it. So good luck to them. Are all they over there at the time? Yeah. Well, again, the hosts know the reporters that are on the ground. There, there are some there, mm-hmm. but. The, the Olympics is a funny thing. We're digressing, but the Olympics is a funny thing. In the middle of it, it is the hardest thing you've ever done. It is the longest hours. The food is terrible. The hours are 19 hours a day. You don't get any sleep and you think, why am I doing this? And then when it gets to the end of it, you think that is the greatest thing I've ever sure. done. Yeah, oh. hopefully we get to do another one at some stage. Although the Winter Olympics, when you're standing on the mountain, mate, freezing your knackers off for 14 straight hours a day in Russia, yeah, Sometimes it's hard to look back on that too fondly. but uh... Uh, Not much meat on those bones either as well, Howie. No, no. no. <laughs> Who's next, brother? This is the Waterson crew from Echuca. Right. G'day, Howie. Love your show. It's the uh, Waterson crew here from Echuca in Victoria, up on the mighty Murray River. Mate, we're all having tea right now. Uh, we're having pizzas. It's a Saturday night. We've all got home from our local footy. And uh, we're just discussing... Um, the uh, pineapple on pizza um, question that you ask all your guests. And uh, we're just wondering, um, maybe it's time to to change um, that question. And we'll just sort of throw it up between us. Uh, Everybody say g'day to Howie. 
G'day. Just wondering, maybe you could uh, have uh, some different types of um, pizzas. So, uh, for example, um, the Aussie pizza, um, <coughs> or alternatively, Coke versus Pepsi. Crunchy peanut butter or smooth peanut oh. butter. There you go, Howie. Only true Australians will be able to uh, answer that one. But uh, just a thought, mate. Love the show. Keep up the work. Um, see ya. Nice. Uh, great stuff from the Waterson crew. When we started asking that pineapple on pizza question, hey, by the way, complete aside, we've now got a YouTube channel, Das, which I know you're aware of. MJ's put it together. Yeah, yeah. Um, so just search Howie Games YouTube, and there's a clip on there at the moment which runs four minutes, which is every athlete we've had on the show over the last 35 episodes answering that question about pineapple on pizza. There's also clips from all the shows because all the cool kids like you, the tubers, as you told me they're called, <laughs> like to watch these things on YouTube. So we're now tubers, Guru, and there's 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 basically three or four large chunks from every episode. Since we started doing that pineapple on pizza, it, it, it all I get on social media these days is a couple of Italian blokes at the football, at the Euro, at an England match, holding up a sign saying you should never have pineapple on your pizza. Hmm. Uh, there's been Carlos Science was asked about it in a press conference. The amount of people that send me these on in social media, apparently we are now the arbiters of pineapple on pizza, my man. Seriously? Are, that, are they stealing your question, mate? Well, I, I, maybe they were, but... In, I haven't really heard it asked before. In answer to that question... Uh, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know about the Aussie pizza, but there is a there's a very we eat I eat more peanuts than any man in the world, and now the kids <laughs> do. And peanut butter is the great delicacy in this house. In fact, we it's funny you say this. We cereal ordered, and peanut butter in the in the Howard household. Exactly right. So we were running four days ago. We were running low on peanut butter, and it was seen as a, the big penguin was losing it. He's like, "Mum, we need to get peanut butter." She's like, "Mate, we can't leave home." Uh, <laughs> There is only for me one answer to the peanut butter question. I'm as stringent on this as I am pineapple and pizza, but I'll ask you first. Crunchy or smooth? Uh, crunchy for me. Has to be. What's the point of smooth yeah. peanut butter? I don't know. I, I'm the same with, you know, orange juice. I like it pulpy. Um, I, I'm a al natural type of guy. Yeah, it's got to be crunchy. And just on the Coke Pepsi question, yep. Lee Diffie, mentioned a podcast in his player profile called Business Wars. I started listening mm. to it and I listened to Coke and Pepsi and the competition between the way they go. I won't go into it and bore you all with the details, but the podcast is called Business Wars. It is outstanding. It basically pots two companies rise together. So it'll be IBM versus Apple or Coke versus Pepsi or Adidas versus Nike. Fascinating, really well done podcast. Awesome, awesome. Thanks to the Waterson crew. Hey, Howie. Ian here in Sydney, Australia. Love the podcast. I'm not sure if you realise, before I ask my question, that by providing a space for people to tell their story in a way that connects to us listeners emotionally is actually providing a emotional healing for all your guests. So my question is, have you had guests come back to you after the recording and express to you how much better they feel for having got that off their chest in the unique way that that you ask those questions and allow them to to share their journey by just trusting your instincts and and letting the interview flow where it flows. Uh, it's magic, mate. Well done. Cheers, Ian. That's uh, given me a lift in lockdown. I appreciate that. 
Uh, to answer that in two ways, firstly, um, you're talking about the questions I ask. I think the the point of it is not asking too many questions at all and just letting people talk. Sure. I think that's the probably the key to this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. I've had numerous people come back and say to me that it was fantastic for them to get their story across, whether it be a a story like Lee Diffie where people don't know about his rise into the world of motorsport and, and he's proud to tell that story or whether it's that emotional release that Ian's talking about, Daniel Kowalski, because I've done it recently, is one that comes to mind that after we recorded it he spoke about um, how he was stoked to have the platform through the show to be able to tell his story and talk about sexuality and talk about the effect that it had on his life uh, we've had hundreds of messages about that that I forward them all on to Dan and he's just so pumped to read everybody's messages of support and their experiences they've gone through. But to him, he said it, w- it was fantastic to talk about where he was at in life and where he'd been. So absolutely, absolutely, I would That's say the awesome. answer to that question is Ian, yeah. It's funny, like for such, for a podcast that has such big names on it, I often think how many times these people have had the opportunity, even though their names are so well known, had the opportunity to sit down for an hour and a half and tell their story how they want it to be told. Um, I feel like often with it, with these people, the, the most you hear from them is through an article um, or through, a, you know, a small interview on on radio that might go for for. 10 minutes or something like that. So um, to hear a, a lot of these people who's, who is so well-known, hear them speak for an hour and a half is amazing and something that I, I think I, I try and find other interviews with them and I can't find anything that's as thorough or in-depth as you go on the Howie Games. I think that's why we started it, wasn't it, mate? Getting frustrated yeah. from me by doing five-minute radio interviews or 10-minute TV interviews. So, yeah, it's a, it's a tremendous platform and a tremendous privilege to chat with these people. But, yeah, there is a commo- an emotional connection, Ian. That's a really, really good question. I'm glad you enjoy the show. Hi. Love your show and love the Big Penguin and the Pickle. It's a wish, it's a request. Could you bring in some Indian cricket player to your podcast, say someone like Sachin Tendulkar? Wow. And that one's from Ananya. Okay, a bit of background here. Before I get to, to Tendulkar, who's not exactly just in my speed dial to say, hey, Sachin, what's happening, man? Yeah. Ananya yeah. really touched me with that message because she sent, she recorded the message on her phone and sent it to me via WhatsApp. And so you know you get someone's number and they have a little picture. Yep. Mine's a picture of me with, with, with Mackie when he's two years old playing cricket. Um. And, and Nanya's photo, she's obviously from India, as she told me in the message, but she's wearing a sari and she's got a little child under her arms and she's out in a what I look as a really desert-style region, so yeah. mountains, almost that sort of Pretty Afghani, rural. Pakistani sort of feel. Yeah, but, but she's obviously in India. And I just said it to you before we came on air, mate, it blows my mind that someone in rural India is able to access this technology to listen to a show done by a couple of turkeys in Australia and can (laughs) relate to their children. And I'll play that to my kids and they're like, this lady in India is listening to us. It absolutely blows me away. It's a a crazy world in which we live, how we can do stuff like this, mate. It's crazy. It's uh, It just shows how connected the place is, but but also how... um 
you know, stories like this transcend different cultures. Well, imagine if we get Sachin on, we'll blow up in India big time. So oh, it'd be huge. Sachin Tendulkar came out to Australia a couple of years ago for the bushfire relief match when Victoria and New South Wales were getting ravaged by bushfires and it was a, a joint Channel 7 Fox broadcast down at the Junction Oval. It was Lara and Ponting and Gilchrist and Tendulkar and Courtney Walsh and Wazim Akram, all these superstars and Sachin in the end decided at lunchtime he would face Elise Perry in the middle of the Oval and we broadcast it. So uh, myself and Damien Fleming got to wander out basically in the umpire's position as Perry came into bowl to Tendulkar and it's one of the greatest things I've seen in sport and one of the greatest things I've covered in sport because Elise was just so in awe of Sachin Hmm. as was everybody else and he was the most polite, warm, friendly guy and then he came over into commentary and sat beside between myself and Flem for, for two overs, and we basically did a, a two-over chat with Sachin Tendulkar. That's awesome. I've got a photo of it that someone took me from behind, and it's got he's got his cricket shirt on, so it's got Tendulkar written across the back. And at the end, everybody was in the rooms together, and Gilly, the great Gilly, asked Sachin at some stage, introduced me and said, Mark does a podcast, he'd love to have you on. And Sachin said, speak to my people. Yeah. <laughs> I'll speak to my people. And from what I could gather, speaking to his people, there was a fair commercial component involved right. that Sachin had contracts. No, no, not, oh, not okay. he didn't want money. No, he didn't. Oh, no, he didn't need money. It was that he had extremely, extremely valuable contracts in place that probably prevented him from just logging on to some bloke's podcast okay, in yeah. Bow and Head. So we'll stick with it. Yep. Ananya, we'll do our best. Um, and you never know till you have a crack because he'd be a wonderful, wonderful guest. G'day, Howie. It's Tim here from Sydney, mate. I hope you're well. Just wondering if there is any plans in the works for some merch <laughs> for the Howie Games podcast. I reckon there'd be a huge number of people out there who would love a T-shirt <laughs> or a trucker cap with the Howie Games on there. Anyway, mate, love for the... Big Penguin and the Pickle, and take care. Timmy. Well, well, well. Timmy, well, 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 well. I hope well, there is well. a demand out there because as of next Tuesday, if there's no demand, I'm going to be stuck with X thousand T-shirts, <laughs> jumpers and hats in the garage <laughs> and my close family will be receiving Howie Games merch for Christmas Tim, for the next if 15 only, years. If only Tim could see what I see, which is yes. Howie wearing merchandise for his own show. <laughs> Well, it's it's one of the test samples sent through. So Dylan Buckley, who does a great podcast, check out his podcast called Dylan Friends. He was talking to me about the importance of merchandise, as were a couple of guys in the UK. And I'll, I'll take you all on a bit of a journey. So the theory is to provide merchandise for people so they can wear it because, one, they might think it's cool, and, two, it's an opportunity to promote the show. So I had an idea about, well, It'd be fantastic with the international audience to get a Nanya in northern India to be wearing a Howie Games T-shirt and send it in, and I can put it on the socials to say, "Wow, this is one of our viewers in our listeners in India." Which oh, I thought about standing. So, oh, two months ago, mate, I sat down with some people at a company called TLA, a management company, and a bloke called Wally, who's been fantastic. Who's in this space? He used to work for Benetton, and basically. We've designed a range, Guru. <laughs> We've designed uh-huh. a range of merch. So there'll be hats, there'll be T-shirts, there'll be jumpers, women's, men's, there's kids. 
We're probably about a month away from releasing them on the website. The new website will come out at the same stage. So stay tuned. Uh, We've tried to make them as cheap as possible, so there's not really much money to be made in it. But I'll tell you, when you press the button and say yes to (laughs) a $25,000 order of T-shirts, hats and jumpers that you think – Crikey, if we sell three of these, there's a lot of inventory, as it's called, stuck in the garage. (laughs) It's it's sort of balls on the line stuff. So uh, Erica, who's in charge of finance, and my beautiful wife, got a bit concerned when the bill came and she said, do you think you ordered too many? I'm like, well, we've got to aim for the stars. So, yeah. it's How many did you order? uh, Quite a few. Okay. But but you need to because... (laughs) But you need to, mate. This is what I've learnt because you need small, medium... Large, extra large in T-shirts yeah. and jumpers in, and then kids' yep. sizes, then women's sizes and then different colours. Like the men's T-shirt's going to have four different colours on it. So if you order 150 T-shirts in each colour, that's yeah. that's 800 T-shirts. So Who's doing distribution? At this stage, the distribution <laughs> chain <laughs> will be run by the Pickle and Penguin and E. Oh, so no. the orders will come in and they will <laughs> deliver them. They'll send them out. Um, that's the plan with a handwritten message of thanks. So the other thing, mate, I sat down at the table and I had some pretty strong ideas on what it needed to look like yep. and the colours that I wanted and the font I wanted So, and even what's on the label and getting it made and printed in Australia. So I've become a quasi-merchandise designer and the proof will be in the pudding as to whether people like the gear or not. So I reckon we're probably three or four weeks away and then we'll see how we go. Okay. Mate. All right. I'm... <laughs> The the, uh, the distribution centre has me has me a little concerned that it might be a m- bit more work than you're anticipating. So well, there might be a few casual jobs down in Bowen Heads going around. Well, you can set up a, a, another company to do it. So someone can just, this is the thing. So you get the design. <laughs> then at least all, it, are they all in your garage now? Well, they will be, but you can use <laughs> you can use someone else to distribute them. But there's a okay. cost there, and this she's a she's a budget operation, mate. When you've got a sure. twenty five thousand dollar bill sitting on in the invoice tray, and then people mm-hmm. are saying, well, this is going to cost you this much to send it out. All of a sudden, you think, well, you need some in-house operating. So, wow. <laughs> I, I, don't, right. I don't know how it's going to go, but um, we'll release details soon. Uh, Please buy one uh, because if not, I might have to send one of the children to pay the bill. <laughs> the pickle and the big penguin, they've got no idea what's coming their way. How long uh, have we been going here? Uh, a fair while, half an hour. Half an hour. We might have to split yeah. this into a two-parter, but that's all right. Let's... Uh, yeah. Let's push on. Well, you can see uh, the jumper. What do you think? Yes or no? Yeah, I think it's. I think it's awesome. Good boy. Uh, I, ca- I came back to you with a few. Um, yeah. You sent me the initial things, and I said no, no, no. Let's yeah, you get were it very, you were very no on a few things. So I don't. Let's those. get it a bit cooler. But I, I, I like those. I, I, I think they're great. So hold on, just, just before we move on, what have you got? Jumpers, t-shirts. Uh, jumpers, t-shirts, and hats at this stage. Um, awesome. Well, let's see how the first lot goes. There's discussion of stubby holders. Your idea of the G-string has been thrown out the door. We're not, <laughs> we're not keen on that idea, Guru. We're a family show, so we had to knock that one on the head. I don't know what you get up to in your, in your spare time. All right, let's move on. This is Jonty in Crow's Nest. <laughs> hey, Howie. Hey, Dars. Jonty here from Crow's Nest and the Darling Downs. Really enjoy the podcast, the positive, the motivational stories that we get told about. It's great. Question is, just wondering if it's ever happened or what would you do in the future if one of the guest promoters or managers put limits around some of the topics or questions that you could ask, understanding that 
uh, becoming some you know large obstacles while might be a sensitive subject obviously what makes them a successful athlete as well thanks guys yeah, it's a question it- it is a great question. Could I just say before you before you launch into that, not to yeah. uh, blow smoke up your ass, Howie, but please do. I, I saw the uh, the you sent me an interview um, that you did with a with someone the other day, and I saw the the very start of it before you get into the um, the actual body oh, yeah. of the interview, yep. and the way that you set it up. Um, is I just thought after watching it, no wonder people are so open and honest in their interviews because you do start it with, uh, you know, I'm not in this for headlines. I'm here to tell you story. And if there's anything that you, uh, upon reflection, want to take out, just give me a bell before the episode drops and I'll make sure to go in and, and edit it out. And the response from the person was, thank you very much. That's a lot more uh, than I can say to a lot of other interviews that I do where they're you know, actively searching for headlines. So um, I, I, I thought just, you know, that's sort of what Jonty was saying, right, about how, yeah. you know, they can con- contact you afterwards or or put limits around what they say. But I, I feel like the, the reason people are, are so open and honest is because you preface the interview with, you know, exactly how you want to structure it, which is this person's story, not what it can do for you. Yeah, and I know the interview you're talking about and we can't mention it because it's a whole new world that we're looking to go into, you and I, and I'm glad that you looked at it and I know you're excited about that particular guest beyond belief more than anyone we've had on the show. So hopefully we can make some announcements there. It has happened a few times, Jonty, when when PR people have come through and, and delivered a certain guest. I don't think it's fair to mention who those guests are, but we've sort of touched on this before that I always feel that the guest is providing you with a tremendous opportunity to tell their story and giving up their valuable time and trusting you. So why then would you go and put them in an awkward situation and ask them questions that they don't want to answer or that they aren't comfortable in answering? So if that request comes through, I 100% abide by it. And, and people, you know, we've discussed how people said, well, you should have asked Steve Smith more about South Africa. And, I, and we've talked on previous hotlines that I said, I didn't really see the the requirement to do that because Steve couldn't answer the question in a way that would shine any light on anything that hadn't been displayed and it just would have made the whole uh, interview uncomfortable and awkward and Mm. I didn't see the way forward. Some people agree with that, some people don't agree with it. But um, Dan was – Dan Kowalski was a really interesting one because we'd never talked about sexuality on the podcast before and I actually – as with all guests, I, I said to him beforehand, if anything comes up, you're uncomfortable. And and I, I threw around in my head, do I mention to him beforehand, mate, I would potentially like to chat about your sexuality with you and and where that has taken you in your life. And I thought, gee, if I say that to her at the start, is he going to think that that's going to be the whole focus of the interview, which it's, sure. which it's not? So it's a bit of six of one, half a dozen of the other. But when I brought it up, I brought it up in a – in a very uh, respectful way, giving him every opportunity to back out the door if he didn't want to answer the question. So sometimes that I think that's the best the best yeah. way to do it. Um, but yeah, it's it's a good question. But 
if people don't want to talk about something, then it's, it's not to me to force them on it. Yeah. Mate, I reckon um, due to time and, and the download issues, I reckon we should take a quick spell here uh, and release this as a part A and a part B. Okay. So this will be the end of Howie Hotline 7 Part A. But don't go anywhere because there are still plenty of questions to come on Part B. So we will see <laughs> you there, hopefully on the flip side. Later. To replay, press 7. Message deleted. You have no more messages. Listener.